All you pseudo spitters The sound is cool But the trend I see Is the truth is missing I feel the flow is stupid You claim that the music's different I guess it's all opinion Depending on who was listening What's the word y'all It's KTL underscore podcast Hashtag KTL We are KTL We are back in, We are in the building On this Halloween evening Yes We are recording this right now On Halloween But when this episode goes out It will be November But tonight We are live and direct With episode 60 60 That's right Episode 60 of no Rose Podcast, hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We are back in, in the building, and I'm in with my brothers, Big Harv and J-Bo himself. How are y'all feeling today? Doing good. In the spooky night. Doing well. Can't complain. Hey, man, I just got off work, so you know. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> well, go ahead. Eat yourself a bad can, because I'm sure you got plenty of it in the household, because today is Halloween. But before we dive into this episode, before we talk about, ugh, I can't get my words out today. Before we dive into this episode, before we get into these topics, before we get down to business, y'all got to do this one simple favor for us, and that is to follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, another Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, another Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, our podcast, probably want everything, and don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR Podcast. Let's get it. Let's go and let's get into the show. You got some, we got some topics here and there. You know, got some topics everywhere around this wrestling community, this wrestling world, because that is what goes on, what goes down in this business. And we can start with just, I guess, a little bit of recognition for a certain superstar. Yeah. Let's talk about Sami Zayn, <laughs> the honorary Oos, who might be an official Oos one day down the line. The man's been on fire lately. Can't knock him for it. He's been probably one of the top three entertaining, shoot, things, entities, whatever going on within the WWE right now, right alongside with you no know, Bray Wyatt. With his return, and shoot, he probably second in line. <laughs> Not gonna lie about it. Sami Zayn has been on a roll lately with the, his uh, whole storyline with the bloodline, giving him a break character every time they do a segment with each other. He's just, he's just, he's gold right now. He's on fire with yeah. like, like how, how do y'all feel about this whole storyline with Sami Zayn and the future to come with him and everything he's doing right now? Uh, I'll start off with Sami Zayn because I'll be I'll be the first one to admit that for a while, me personally, I just was not interested with Sami Zayn for a good for a good amount of time, uh, and that doesn't mean that his his work on television was bad. Like when he had the whole conspiracy gimmick, the conspiracy theory gimmick, that was good. You know, uh, when he had the whole random matchup with old boy from Jackass at WrestleMania, you know, it was. It was an entertaining match. It, it probably wasn't the best wrestling match you saw, but it was entertaining as heck. So whatever he had, it worked. And then they just randomly threw him with the bloodline. And for a while, it was just like, a, okay, he's out of place. 
But slowly but surely, he is making his character work to a T. It's hilarious. It's entertaining. The second he gets the mic and just hear what, what he's going to say is going to work. Um, there's all kind of avenues we can, you know, take from that. We could see as Sami Zayn trying to pick apart the bloodline. You can see Sami Zayn kind of piece by piece uh, eventually break apart everyone and go against the Roman Reigns for the belt. I mean, there's multiple different ways you can go about it. But the beautiful thing about this entire entire storyline is that it's entertaining. It's entertaining from start to finish. No matter what way it goes, it's it's great to watch. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I agree. I agree with all that, man. Sammy has made um, shit shine, you know, on several occasions. The uh, conspiracy gimmick was pretty shitty. He made it shine. Um, even when he didn't really have much of a gimmick, NXT, and when he came up and was just fighting Kevin Owens, you know, that was pretty much his whole thing. He made it relevant. He's kept himself relevant regardless of what he's been given. And, of course, that's that's commendable. You know, he's he's a great talent. Um, and he's hilarious. Like we show, he showed how hilarious he was when he started with that conspiracy gimmick. And um, <clears throat> you know, that's, I think that's why they paired him with uh, Knox, Knoxville from from Jackass because he was he was comedic relief, but he could also wrestle. He yeah, is the total yeah. package. You know what I'm saying? He he can do all the entertaining things that they need him to do, and he can wrestle his ass off. Um, one the only thing I, I, don't, I don't really see happening because it is I don't think the payoff is going to be any type of world title run for uh Sami Zayn. Yeah. I just don't see that in his in his call in the cards in WWE for him. Even with Triple H at the head, I there, there are so many other people ahead of him and so many other people that fit the bill more than Sami Zayn. I don't think it's gonna happen. I do think it's gonna keep him in the upper mid card, you know, area. I think he might even get a title shot. I just don't think he's gonna get a run. Uh, yeah. but he is doing fantastic. Uh, they they even teased a little bit a while ago. They they stopped it completely, but it was a tease of Kevin Owens getting involved, and they were going to a potentially form a tag team again. And I could see a route where if Kevin Owens was still involved, where you know Sami Zayn again trying to break up the group, finally getting set side their heads. Kevin Owens getting involved, they team up, and then they're the ones to take the straps off. You know, I I could see that being more realistic than. Sami Zayn going after Reigns and actually winning, like you said. Uh, but yeah, no. I saw that concept online too, and I thought it was actually really intriguing. And um, it has that's another thing, it's gone kind of over long, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It hasn't, it's pretty much just treading water, it's not really going anywhere with him being in this uh, specific spot in the bloodline. So, yeah. um, around that time when that was around on the internet, that little um thought that people were having that maybe Kevin Owens are joining and they start separating and taking the titles. I thought that was a good idea. Um, yeah. But if that had happened, he, we wouldn't see him breaking, having everybody break character every, every week on TV. So, you know, you kind of take the good and, and lead the bad with it, you know, but he's doing good. Yeah. You know, with that, that's probably was the rumor going around saying there was a, a reason that the whole storyline with Kevin Owens got put on hold because of the great thing Sami Zayn has been doing with the bloodline lately, and it has been doing numbers pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, a lot of entertaining things that shoot, he's been portraying that even with his social media channels with all the memes he's posts on his page, it, it like just carries on off site from just the word and calling Rikishi pops. That is exactly. The <laughs> So yeah, but like I said, I agree with everything you said. Like it's it's a great plan in place to, you know, possibly help figure out how to break down the bloodline in the future because it has to happen somehow, some way. 
because it can't go on forever, unfortunately. And so this is probably the best way to do it with, you know, just the inside intel with Sami Zayn to help, you know, separate all that with, you know, the whole Canadian connection with Kevin Owens or just something internal just with him by himself. You know, there's a will, there's a way. And I believe they're going to find a way with Sami Zayn. But hopefully he continues to do all the great things he has been doing with the bloodline as the honorary oos. Keep it oosy. Next up. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're going to talk about. Uh, hmm, we're going to talk about some not pay reviews, but some premium live event changes in the future with the World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, I will never be able to call it a PLE. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's always going to be a pay-per-view. Yeah, that, I, I can see that. It's know, always going to be a pay-per-view. Uh, I, I, you know what? I prefer premium live events because the pay-per-views back in the day, it was costing $49.99, $59.99 for a show. I get the point. These I premium the live point events only cost me $4.99 a month, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> They're not pay-per-views anymore, and I get the, 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 the push on that name change. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like pay-per-view. Uh, it'll grow on you one day, hopefully, maybe. But with yeah. these premium live, <laughs> with these PLE changes, though, there are talks and rumors about you know removing a couple of them, and one of, and two of them were Hell in the Cell mm-hmm. and Money in the Bank. Yeah, for Hell in the Cell, sound like they're trying to remove it completely. And with the money in the bank, it looks like they were trying to just move just the specific money in the bank matches back to WrestleMania again, where it all started and not having as its own show. And yeah. with that, I can I, I I can agree to like half of it, I'll say. I for the hell in the sale part, they should eliminate that one completely because it's probably like only what probably two at best Hell in a Cell matches on a pay-per-view. You know, sometimes three if we get lucky if they put a tag team in there, but it's usually just the men's championship and the women's championship, and that's it pretty much. And mm-hmm. with that, you know, especially how they just change the color of the cell, which makes it worse. So with that, I feel like they should just, you know, put a Hell in a Cell in just a random pay-per-view when somebody wants to have a serious match and not just make it televised mm-hmm. and just strictly for a premium live event if you're not going to use a sale in every match. Yeah. Now for Money in the Bank, they should leave that one, I'll say. Because Money in the Bank really has, in my mind, the potential to be part of the big four of the anticipation that goes into it, especially with how the storylines go into the whole development of these Money in the Bank matches. You know, because mm-hmm. the whole thing about it is about the briefcase, you know, and with that, you could just have like multiple matches like throughout the night. But the main thing is those two briefcase matches. It's like it's kind of like the same thing when it comes to a Royal Rumble, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, you're going to have matches in the Royal Rumble. But at the end of the day, everybody's looking forward to who's going to win the Royal Rumble in the men's side and the women's side. Mm-hmm. So with that, I agree. That I should they should keep money in the bank, but I agree they should eliminate hell in the cell. What y'all think? Uh dude, concept shows, concept pay-per-views, concept premium live events, those are always 
I don't know, a selective conversation with me because I I, I like concept shows like Royal Rumble. That, that's a clear and obvious one. But the Royal Rumble, you know, you don't ever really know who's coming out next. So you have that mystery element to it. Um, there's War Games. They're trying to bring that concept show back. So, hey, I, I agree with the title like War Games. So but you then you can have, like, combine that with Hell in a Cell for real. Yeah. Honestly, you could. And so uh, and I think I read somewhere on the blogs where Hunter wants to not get rid of Hell in a Cell, but use Hell in a Cell as like an accumulation match, like a long storyline finally accumulates. Like, you know, there's blood drawn rubber match. We need to get this over with type of thing. And and I'm all on board with that. Um, I see what you mean with money in the bank. But my only thing is, I don't know, for. For the common fans, if you think about it, if you win money in the bank, you have one year until WrestleMania to cash it in. If you do it at WrestleMania, it kind of just makes sense to have that entire year leading up until WrestleMania. Also, it also gives wrestlers WrestleMania moments. Um, you know, we talked on this show before. Yeah, you know, uh, money in the bank definitely has the potential to be one of the big four. It, it, it really does. But I... I don't know. It, it, it can honestly go either way with me. Me, I, I like how they started it, having that WrestleMania, uh, making their WrestleMania moment. The only flaw that throws in there is now we have women's uh, matches in there. You can't really have two Money in the Bank ladder matches at WrestleMania every year. Uh, that That's a bit overkill. Even, so with, two, I, even with two separate nights? Uh, well, two separate nights, yeah, but I, I still that's think... That's a whole nother story. I don't think that has longevity either. That's a whole nother story. With yeah, two that, separate nights at WrestleMania, yeah, y'all like it? Nah, it's, really? What? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it later. Go continue, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It just depends on your preference. Money in the bank could really go either way. But overall, yeah, I don't, I don't really care too much for concept matches. Like I said, I'm kind of contradictory with Royal Rumble and War Games. But like Extreme Rules, you can work that out. You can have a tables match here, cage match there, um, Extreme Rules match there. TLC, you can have a tables match here, ladders match there, notice qualification match there. You can have like a range. But shows that have like a specific match to be the show and not everyone is in that match, I, I, I'm not really with it. So I like the direction where premium live events are going. I actually agree more with uh, Cinco this time around. That is rare. I absolutely think that Hell in a Cell should just be rubber matches, grudge matches, whenever, you know, everything's just gotten to the highest point, nothing else you can do, got to box it out in the cell. Money in the Bank, to me, has grown into its own thing. Like, it's it's basically a title. It's a title that you have a time limit on. You got to use it to cash up and, you know, move up to, to something bigger and better. So um, I do think that that has more space as far as being its own thing, because that's the whole point of things like the Royal Rumble. There's title mm-hmm. matches at the Royal Rumble, even world title matches. But the yeah. point of the Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble. King of the Ring, when that was a thing, the point of that, you know, whole thing was that King of the Ring match. Sometimes it was the whole tournament. Sometimes it was just the finale. Um, Survivor Series titles don't matter. It's about that particular match so i feel like um because of the stipulations and and the high stakes of money in the bank it makes more sense for it to be its own thing makes sense i'm with it that's that's rarity right there see look we we agreed on something so you know i'm right this time so yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Yeah, but like I said, the, the, the money in the bank, I, like I said, just feel like that should just be his own show. Like, I just really just agree with that. Like, I just, I don't think that needs to be on WrestleMania. Like, I get people have, like, WrestleMania moments, you know, they, they could find ways and doing stuff. They, that's why I implemented those big battle royales for the men and women, you know, just, just something. I know, I know it's, it's lackluster. I get it. But if they did put the Money in the Bank matches on WrestleMania, they got to eliminate that, that, that battle royal for both of them. Sorry. But yeah, some guy give, and, and that's that. But I feel, but I understand because they want to give everybody a chance to be on the biggest show of the year. And that's really like the best opportunity to do it. Doing mm-hmm. a 30 man over the top rope, you know, to get everybody on the roster a chance to a spotlight because shoot, you see people on there like, Damn, I see this person like eight months and he here. <laughs> so yeah, because they're not gonna get it on the Royal Rumble. Right. The Royal Rumble is, is saved for you know the big names and people for surprise interests, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you did that for like WrestleMania for a like, money in the bank match, that should those people gonna lose out opportunities. It ain't gonna be like, you know, like a shit, Reggie gonna be on that in that match, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing to think because we ain't seen him on TV in a minute. I was thinking about somebody I seen on TV. So, yeah. I mean, shout out to him, St. Louis and everything. You know, we love him, but it's like he ain't been on TV recently and something like that. Yeah. So, like, that's just the whole, you know, example. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's the best thing to get, like, give people opportunity, chance to, like, get a tea time for, you know, the big stage for that WrestleMania moment because you take that away and you just put it with a ladder match with Money in the Bank, then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We, we use this time to transition to our next topic, which is called Harv's Thoughts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and before we get into the the real topic of Harv's Thoughts, we're gonna start. We're gonna touch on the whole thing with WrestleMania because he just said he's not agree in agreement with WrestleMania being two nights. And why? Why is that hard? That's just too much to me. I feel like NXT should have been. On Saturday and WrestleMania on Sunday, you don't need two nights. I mean, they got they got NFC on what that Friday or was it Saturday that's, that's afternoon? Too much. That's too much. That's overkill. You trying to do too much? Okay, that's I, overkill. You got SmackDown. You got Raw. You got NXT. You got SmackDown. Then you got two nights of WrestleMania, and you got to squeeze in that NXT somewhere. That's too much. It's too much playing. So you don't. So, 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 you got to buy tickets for two nights. So, so you, I mean, I, I, that's true too. But that's, that's the money. It's money. It's money. It's more money grabbing to me than it is anything else. Because so you, we, you watched it. You were there for one night, but me, you know, me and Jay Bo watched it. If they had gotten rid of the BS matches, the filler matches, there was one excellent night <laughs> of <laughs> WrestleMania quality matches in those two nights. You don't need all that. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't. In my opinion, I mean, I, and I feel like it's really they're trying to recover what they lost from COVID. It makes sense. I understand. I, I, why they're doing I, I see from it. that standpoint what you, what you just said right there with the filler match and everything. Because I was thinking about so how you feel. There was just one WrestleMania, and they made it for like a whole what six to seven hours because it was that one time. I think was like tw- was the year 2018, 2019, when we all first got together at Jabo Crib and watched WrestleMania, mm. and it was like for what six hours. It was like six hours. <laughs> exactly. So would you rather sit through a six-hour show 
or watch a three and a half hour show one night and three and a half hour show the next night. I would still rather get it all done in one sitting. I don't know. <laughs> live is a little different. Being there live is a little different. But if I'm watching, I'd I rather gonna, just. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. Being there live, it's, it's a little worse. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Being there live, if it's a dead period and you're there live and you can't hear commentating and you're just around people, and you, oh, yeah. You, just really, uh, you really just sit like this and like, damn, I'm tired. Like it hits you. It like it really hits you, you know. When we, and that's just, also see, that's more of my point too. though. Just be, <laughs> being alive, you hella tired. But you look being alive and hella tired. You like, there for look, one look night. at it like this. Let's say we like we at the like at WrestleMania on the East Coast, like in Florida or something like that. And that shit started like you know six. It's damn near one o'clock in the morning. They we got two matches left. I'm gonna be sitting here like this. I'm like they gonna have to start earlier. <laughs> but that's what what I'm saying is you was there for the second night or the first whichever night. You I was there the second for, night. The second night. Yeah. And you felt like that. You was only there for that one night. <laughs> See, I'm not going to go say I wasn't. Regardless, <laughs> niggas going to be passing out regardless. <laughs> but the thing, I passed out when it was basically done, though. That's the thing about it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie. Sit through a long ass show, dude. Get to you, man. <laughs> But okay, but at the same point, so you, you're talking about two nights, and both nights, yeah, they're what four or five, if not longer, hour shows. Even one night, you have you know six, seven hours of content. You can't tell me that throughout that long content, even if all the matches are dope, by hour four or five, you're still up ready to watch the co main event, main main event. You're tired at that point. So despite the fact of how many, you know, uh, shows they have within the weekend, just one show itself is already extremely long. Doubling that by two, the, the let's say four of the matches you care about um, is three of them is on one night. And then the other night, one match you care about is in the beginning. You're definitely not going to sit through. Now you lost my interest. But if you put all four matches that you care about on one night, you're more than likely to be interested the entire night from start to finish. So, yeah, no, I agree with hard. Good point. It's a good point too. It, it, it really depends, man. It like shit. Send, <laughs> send through six and a half hours for a show. Oh. It's still through. But I, I get it though. I get it, man. Because that's why I only went to one night at WrestleMania because I wasn't doing both. Because that shit long uh, as hell. No show should be no six and a half hours long. And that's that's just on principle. It just should not be that long. Even if you cared about all the matches, you're just not going to have enough energy by the end of the night. You're just not. You're not, no. yeah, at all. Yeah, because it, it definitely is to you. know, This ain't the age talking. That's just real. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Die hard. I feel like the die hard fans, people that actually live wrestling, would have a hard time with it. Yeah. They're going to enjoy it. You know, they, that, that's what they live for, but still, they, it's taxing. Right. <laughs> tired, boy. If you look at some of the best WrestleManias, you look at like WrestleMania 17 or WrestleMania 2000, whatever, what? Those shows are like maybe four hours long, whatever. But you enjoyed it from start to finish. Start to finish. Just you, you felt great at the end of it. You didn't feel drained at the end of it. That's and that's the sweet spot for a big spectacle like WrestleMania. Four hours should be the cap. Even if you have like an hour before for the reviews and the, the pre-show yeah. and all that, cool. Everybody ain't gonna watch that. You 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 pick it up and you put it down. That's that's up to you. But as far as the show, four hours solid, that should mm -hmm. be no problem. 
Just one night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see for myself. I'm still I'm still for the, the two night thing. That's that's that if it's if it's one night in four hours, now nah, I agree with it. But the the recent years when I had one night has been going on after five. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'll be I'll be pulling I'll be pulling up the WrestleMania three hours three hours late. <laughs> like I'm coming to a club or a party. <laughs> Four titles had already changed hands and he just rolled into the arena. Well shit. Walk in, the person in my seat, get up. <laughs> That's what's gonna be like. I wasn't coming then. Right, exactly. <laughs> cool. Another part of horror starts. I wanted to bring this up because I saw him made a post about this in recent weeks. Harv stated that Triple H, granted, before I say the statement, Triple H has been doing a great job of what he has been accomplishing in WWE since Vince McMahon's retirement. Let's say that first. But with this, Harv did state that Triple H has been dropping the ball a little bit when it comes to the women's division and the tag team division. I'm going to let you elaborate on that. I will elaborate on that. I'm glad you asked <laughs> it, sir. The tag team division, I feel, is less egregious um, than the women's division. Uh, they've just fallen back into old habits with the women's division. And to a degree, the tag team division. Um, they brought back Braun Strowman, and what did he do for a month? Roll through tag teams. Mm-hmm. Established tag teams. People that they had there that actually had a little bit of, of traction that could have actually been challenges in the future. Um, also, the Usos have been tag champs for a very long time, but that's not really the focus of what they're doing right now. So the tag titles, even though they look important because they are on the most popular and the biggest faction in wrestling right now, they're just there. They're props at this point. They're there because they belong to the um, the, the group. You know what I mean? So to me... I feel like that division is not doing as strongly as it could be. The women, I feel like, is up and down. It's it's nobody cares, in my opinion, about what Ronda Rousey's doing right now. Hell they just nah. brought back Emma. They just <laughs> brought back Emma. Emma didn't get a cheer. She didn't get a sound when Emma <laughs> came out. That was supposed to garner some some reaction and get Ronda some, some heat, and it it did not. It didn't do anything. Man, that entire I, over I, there was, I was there live. That is dead. You you hear me? I know yeah. you were. <laughs> you could hear the wind blowing through that man. Right? It was quiet. And that's not a knock on Emma. They did Emma wrong while she was there. Emma was never a terrible uh, talent. They just saddled her with terrible gimmick. So it's no fault of her own, but it's a testament to how nobody really cares about Ronda Rousey, who was at one time the biggest female attraction in the world. All right. Um, the tag titles, again, who cares? What is the point? What are they doing with them? Nothing. They just had a segment on Raw tonight. I was watching um, Nikki Cross has come back. Who cares? 
All right, they they don't do anything with Nikki Cross. They didn't yeah, do anything. That, that, Nikki, was a, that, was little, that was a little stale too when she made her that comeback was, last it was week. Really stale. They had her come back at the expense of of um, the group that they are trying to build, who've won the tag titles and haven't done anything with them. Bailey has been t- chasing this same world uh, women's title for going on six months now since she came back and hasn't done anything. They're just treading water. So I do feel like those divisions have pretty much not done much since Triple H come back or has has started his takeover. He's had a whole segment on Raw with six, seven women. Three titles or two titles, but n- nothing, nothing to do with the titles. Had nothing to do with it. Well, they did. They did just announce that tonight that they're going to have a, a women's tag team title match. Okay. Okay. How long have they had the titles? Mm-hmm. A month. What have they done with them? Showcase until the next pay per view. That's what they usually do. They wait for the title match for pay per view. They're going to do it. Uh, what's the name? Not Crown for Jewels. a title like like women's tag titles. Don't defend it. They just brought them back from not being defended for months. Mm-hmm. Not doing anything with them. So I, I can, if you don't mind, one, one problem that yeah. the women's tag, tag division always had is from the moment when they introduced the women's tag team titles, there were never any truly established tag teams. At the time, yeah. was the Iconics. There, there was pretty much the only real established ones at that time. But when they brought in their tag belts, I mean, they just threw women together just to make tag team, just to have something for uh, the tag division. And that's pretty much been the theme throughout the entire women's tag team division, even to this day. They're not taking time to truly build women's tag teams. And that's always going to be an, an issue for the women's tag team division. That's probably why no one cares. Um, the problem with the Usos and the uh, the Usos tag team championships is that they got established tag team. They do. They got that. And they're bringing in more and more tag teams. But as Harvest mentioned, there are nothing more than props with the Uso. The Uso don't even really care about what's going on in the tag team division. They care more about what's going on in the bloodline right now. The bloodline, so, yeah. That the makes faction the is bigger than the titles. It's bigger than a title, and that makes the championships less important. Uh, I like to go back to when uh, Drew McIntyre was the WWE champion for the first time. Every month, he had a different challenger, and he built a storyline every single month. And it helped elevate not only Drew McIntyre with the belt, but it helped Seth Rollins. It helped, uh, uh, it helped Bobby Lashley. It helped Randy Orton. It helped everybody that he stepped into the ring with with that belt. The Usos can easily do that same thing with the numerous tag teams that they got out right now. But because the bloodline is the most hottest thing right now, which is probably another reason why they're not going to focus on attacking the division, because the bloodline brings in money. The bloodline brings in entertainment. Why, why take any attention away from what the heck they're doing if that's what's making the money right now? So, yeah, I, I, I do exactly see Har's point. Um, there's ways to fix it. Like I said, you know, oh, with yeah. the Usos more tag team matches and have more established tag teams in the women's division but I don't think there will ever truly be a focus in the women's division like that and again the bloodline is too hot to make any changes right now 
Yeah. So when it comes to the women's division, um, let's see, from my standpoint, let's see why they did make the tag team titles just to provide more opportunity for them to get more TV time and to help elevate a, a status for them because, you know, put a title on somebody, you know, helps, you know, boost them up for, you know, a reason. And so that is the title mean anything though that is like, true but you know that, that's the thing for tiles you know, just to get that you know that shine for them like that's why i brought a 24 7 title in you know stuff like that the title in the u.s title did nothing for nobody who held the belt for like the better part of the last four or five years so even if you have a championship it it, it doesn't mean anything if there's no focus in where you're going with the belt and that's what they're dealing with right now when both the tag division and the women division so you feel I probably feel like there'll be no point of bringing in a mid card title for the women now. No, no, because they already got a women's if they replaced If they replaced it with the tag team titles. Yes. I feel like that is a much better choice than a tag team division. I feel like it's a better choice. I still feel like it'll flounder, but it makes more sense because there are no established tag teams then you don't have to focus on that they're not going to focus on that we know they're not going to focus on establishing a tag team women's division even if they go back and forth between nxt and uh regular wwe even if they flex it like that they're not gonna focus on building women's tag teams so a mid-card title makes more sense yeah yeah that then you, you ain't got to do all that you ain't gonna do all that Okay, we're gonna be tag team for two months, and then we're gonna break up. You don't hear from me, but I'm a debut and just cause chaos, which is what they just did with Nikki Ash and where's Dewdrop. You know, they, they were just in a tag team. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley was probably the most awkward tag team they had with the belts, but that's a pure example of Hard's point. Let's tag team for uh, the first few weeks win the belts, and now we're going to hold it for the next six months. No, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild, really. <laughs> so with that, I, I can see it's, it's, it's in the beginning stages right now. With, and I understand Triple H is going through a lot, bringing in a lot of talent and everything and giving people more opportunities with you know, their TV time. And I feel like at that point, it's just like, okay, he gives you a chance, he lets you debut, lets you get your shine, and see how you do on TV. And from there, I think he's just trying to figure out a way to get everybody on that roster, you know, some type of opportunity for them to get their shine and see what they do with it, then go forward from there. Because I have been noticing he has been doing a good job of putting people in rotation on shows on a weekly basis. He's been doing that. But I can see from like Harv's standpoint where it's talking about, you know, when it comes to the relevancy of the tiles in these two divisions, that it is floundering to a certain degree. I'm, Triple H is doing excellent. He's not doing terribly by any means. I just feel that um, the, the tag, I've been said tag, the women's tag titles need to go. They, they're just pointless. They resurrected them. They're still pointless. Get rid of them. Um, it's just wasting time at this point, and I feel like um, they need to do something with the tag teams. They can have the whole bloodline thing going, and they can have an actual feud going. You, <laughs> I mean, they just they, they, they can do that. I, I need them to do that. You know, if we go back to the heyday of like the Attitude Era, everybody still everybody in the faction had beef with somebody. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's how factions form to take down the big faction. Is you know they, they still have outside beefs and still bring what they bring to the table. True, I agree. Yeah, it's very easy fix, and I do. I mean, we didn't expect to see this many changes this early anyway. I remember right. back when we was talking about when he first took over, we thought it was going to be a lot slower burn with his changes. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been; it's been pretty swift. So he definitely has room to grow and things to work on, but he's doing great. Those mm-hmm. just two things that I noticed. I'm just, you know, critical like that. We know. We know. You know you're not going to hold your tongue back for nobody, sir. <laughs> cool. Uh, do we got enough time to touch on this last topic? Uh, I don't know how long we've been recording. I mean, we got time. It won't take long because I'll let y'all take over because I don't know much about what happens overseas in Japan. But it looks like WWE opened themselves up a forbidden door. And we are in shock about it. I'm going to let y'all take over because I have no idea what the names are on this match card. So go ahead, j himself. Speak on it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Pretty much the main news is going on is that the great Muta, Muta is going on a farewell tour. And uh, WWE has granted Shinsuke Nakamura the opportunity to wrestle within the farewell tour against uh, the great Muta. It, it looks like it's it's going to be he's going to wrestle multiple times. So Shinsuke is just one of the opponents that he's going to have over dates. But uh, I think the biggest shock here is that obviously Shinsuke is a contracted WWE wrestler and he's getting the opportunity to wrestle pretty much for New Japan pro wrestling based type promotions within this tour in order for him, you know, to you know, to show up for the tour. Um, I, I know a lot of people is shocked by this, mainly because, you know, it's, you know, it's the forbidden door, I guess you could say. I don't know if I really want to call this a forbidden door right now, uh, mainly because this is one opportunity for a very specific reason. Uh, the great Muta being one of the greatest, um, I was going to say Japanese wrestler, but honestly, one of the greatest wrestlers, you know, that, that we've had in our lifetime. Uh, but <laughs> I, what I view about this, though, is that uh, some people were saying that, oh, this isn't really that special. Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, they've been having this forbidden door thing happen for a while. Uh, so the fact that they'll be doing like they should have been doing this. I think my only thought on it is that, no, they, they really don't have to do it uh, because they're the WWE. <laughs> they're the top wrestling organization in the world. Um, so they don't have to do what other wrestling organizations is doing. Uh, but I do think it's great. I, I said on social media, I look forward to the match. It, it's something that I it's something I would study and I would enjoy from start to finish. Good ring chemistry, strong style. Clearly it's going to make his face in it. So, yeah, it's it, it's great to see, you know, something like this happen. I doubt much of this will happen anytime in the future, but it's still good to see. I agree. I just think it's going to be nice for me personally to see Shinsuke Nakamura actually do something worthwhile. Um, that's not even really a knock. It is kind of, but, you know, it's really just that he's he's a completely different performer. Shinsuke Nakamura is amazing. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people who have never gotten to witness how good that dude is. Uh, Great Muda is amazing. You know what I'm saying? He's been around since forever now. That's why he's going on a, on a farewell tour. So he's, he's, he's you know, well, well credentialed. We know. Um, it's just been so long since I've seen Shinsuke Nakamura actually put on a, a excellent match, and I feel like this is going to be a really good one. So I'm looking forward to it. For WWE fans, like to piggyback off of Hard, who have not seen how great Shinsuke 
is WWE actually gave you a glimpse of it. If you look back at his debut match against Sami Zayn, that is a pure taste of how Shinsuke can go. He hasn't had a a real match like that since he'd been in the WWE. So back to Hart's point, I think we'll finally get an opportunity to see something like that again when he gets into the ring with Greg Muta. That, I think that's why a lot of diehard fans is looking forward to this match because we know the potential that Shinsuke has. And Shinsuke, he still he still can go. Like you you can tell he still got a lot in the tank. So he yeah, got a I, lot, yeah, yeah. I I I I'm looking forward to a wrestling clinic with this guy. Then they also um, was it same? It, it was somebody else who came in and fought uh, somebody from New Japan. I always forget dude's name. In NXT, he had a special match. Wasn't it Sami Zayn? Uh, Sami Zayn against somebody else from New Japan. That wasn't Ultimo Dragon, was it? No. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably do some quick research. Yeah, you have to look that one up. But it was, it was, um, he, he was very well known. I can see his whole little get up. Yeah. No, not coming to me. <laughs> not coming to me at all. Uh, One well, of them old NXTs. I'll find get up on the next episode. Find out. I, I you? have no idea what's going on, so we're not going to ask me about this topic. I don't know who the great mute is, but that's fine. My brother just told y'all who he is and told y'all what's going on and said what's happening. But with that, that is all the time we have today for Episode 60, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for subscribing. Thank you for everything that y'all have been doing for Know the Roast Podcast. But before y'all sign off, y'all got to do this one simple favor for us. And that is to follow us on all social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Know the Roast Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Know the Roast Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, probably on everything. And don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR Podcast. Let's get it. Let's go. And that's the end of the show. This is episode 60. KTR. Hashtag KTR. We are here, but we are out. Big cars. Let our Uzi fans know what they should be doing. Our Uzi fans better keep it juicy and pump them numbers. That don't compute in my mind, I must be out of mind Black fist high, rally up before we out of time